3: you're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will Hero John, we're finally doing another album episode. I didn't know we still did these. It's been a hot minute, but we're going to start off with Over the Airways. Kids Radio puts together a bunch of shows involving adaptations and parables that deal with the good life. With living a good life. I mean, I feel like we've talked about,
2: like, them bring like, like having brought this, like, oh, like, they're going to bring this, but like, we, the problem is we talked about this episode a lot when we talked about them bringing back Kids Radio the first, like, having the first episode about Kids Radio.
3: It is similar. I will say this. I don't dislike this episode. However, well, it was, we had, like, the Adventures in Odyssey, Adventures in the New Testament case. And I seem to recall this one was just in the CD player a lot. And as a kid, I was always into more of the actual Adventures in Odyssey, not the let's do a Western version of a Bible story.
2: Yeah, I don't remember if it was like the original or like right Adventures in the New Testament. I can't remember which disc it was, but I do remember this one came up a lot. There's the famous, I mean, this is the famous one of Lucy Cunningham Schultz, which is probably...
3: No, that's the big broadcast. That is not this episode. Huh?
2: Oh, okay, right, this is a second one. Maybe that's why. I was thinking this is a big broadcast. I'm like, I feel like we already talked about the big broadcast. Yeah, so
3: so this is the one that does the western parable. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jimmy and Donna mowing the lawn, which always baffled me. So we were doing these fictional stories, and then suddenly we we redo that parable about the vineyard with just Jimmy and Donna. As if the kids, as if everyone in Odyssey knows Jimmy and Donna so well, this is going to play as a super hilarious joke.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's weird, right? Because it's the two parables mainly. Yes, and it's the the George, Jimmy, and Donna one, which is like very strict. But right, I got the idea that it's still a kids' radio broadcast of just this story, even though they are using the real names. Yes. Um, the, but okay. the The Western one is so like it's it's almost like weird to me because it's kind of a dark ending, right? Oh yeah. And it's like... I mean, that's how
3: the parable ends, but I do Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying... I think if you're going to tell it, it's like, that's how you have to tell the parable. It's just like, it's so funny to me because
3: it's like so early in Odyssey's run and we're like, we're doing this parable? I mean, again, I like that they do lesser known Bible stories, but this was... That parable was also one of the ones they performed at the 30th anniversary show on the cruise, yeah, I wonder if someone just really
2: likes that parable. Right, well, also... Which I think- is weird, because it, it's a little bit of a... Not violent parable, but it's a parable that definitely is more like, oh, they... And so, like, God came and, like, kicked them out.
3: Well, right. I also think it's a long segment. And that that's crew, And I think that Cruise episode was designed in case certain actors couldn't make it. We could just re... Because it's a lot of skits. So, that's
1: fair.
3: But, yeah, no... I think that's the other thing. The Western segment is so long, and I, in general, do not like Western episodes of TV shows. Yeah. I feel like they're becoming less common now, but, like, when we were kids, there was always, like, that one, we go to a dude ranch and it turns into an Old West adventure episode.
2: I mean, I like the Winnie the
3: Pooh Western episodes. Okay, well, I don't know if that counts, but I'm trying to think if there is a Western episode I liked. Eh, that one from this last season of Futurama was really good, but...
2: Okay. You are talking about kids episodes.
3: Oh, well, it's animated. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, you're right. But anyway, hopefully you got what I meant. All right, so here's kind of an interesting one to me. Train Ride. When a former Nemesis of Eugene's is seemingly killed in a train accident, Eugene is blamed. Wit helps solve the mystery to clear Eugene. I remember being
2: so confused by this episode as a kid. It,
3: yes, it, I would say I this. my I
2: wonder is why it, it didn't go in an album and it went in the lost episodes.
3: Well, I will tell you why in a second. So, yes, I agree. This has like almost an old school radio play vibe, but a very isolated radio play. Like there's context we're missing or something. Yeah. Okay. Here's what happened. So I don't know if you remember, but we got the also had the Odyssey Classics Maze of Mysteries box set. Yeah, I, and I, had, I remember that's where it was on. Right, and the whole big deal was never-before-released episode. Uh, so apparently, because the episode's kind of dark, people look like they're getting pushed off of trains, that kind of thing. They didn't release it, but then they did put it on the Lost episode. And I still stand by the Lost episode should have had a quick introduction explaining why the episode wasn't available up until now. I agree. So... It just... I, because here's
2: it's it's it actually is kind of like a classic mystery sort of thing, like it's it's re- like, but I think the problem is, I don't know kids, like it's like you're doing stuff like the mystery of Reading Jail, the ballad of Reading like, Jail, yeah, yeah, and it's like it goes into like a British person would know this, yeah. And then so quickly at the end, it's like, oh, it was, like, actor. So it's like, oh, I guess he's still alive. But they're playing it out for a little bit. And then it also then goes to, like, then Wit also set them up. And he, and they're like, what? And they're like, what murder? Murder? And it's like, it's like we'll let him sweat for a while. But it's like I think as a kid, I was
3: like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, so actually, this is a good point. This episode would have worked better as, a, as an animated video or a live-action episode for this reason. One, the big twist reveal is supposed to be Lawrence and the por- porter are the same person, and same with Margaret and the maid.
2: Yeah.
3: And I don't think that works in a non-visual medium where they can just kind of say it. And, and earlier on, they mentioned Eugene has really bad acting skills— and it, again, Eugene screams a lot in the normal show, so that didn't seem out of place. Yeah. So, like, we almost need the visual of, like, oh, Eugene is overacting.
2: Yeah. I so. agree. It's... It's not bad, I mean, but it's also, like, right? The It's... The episode's weird, because it's, like, kind of about, like, oh, pranks are bad, but it's also about, like, not taking yourself, like... Like, ha- like... Uh, uh, like, what do
3: you feel like the the point of this episode is? Well, it says here the theme is pranks. See, to me, from the Chris wrap-up, it's about breaking up the daily routine. Right, which is
2: weird, though, right? Because I wonder if that's another thing, too. Where I think they wrote this episode because they're like, oh, this is a fun mystery idea. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, like, you can do stuff to, like, mix things up. But it is weird because it also is, like, I could see kids being like, but they were, like, lying and, like. Exactly doing wrong things i mean it made me that to be honest with you the episode that just came out about the uh the alibis yes very much made me think of this episode i very much agree i feel like this is like the better train ride is the better written episode i think Yeah. Like, in terms of a mystery. But I think Alibis is kind of, like, easier for a kid to understand and has the better message at the end.
3: Yes, I agree. Although, if Odyssey ever wanted to do, like, a themed escape room, this is the episode you draw from. Yeah. If you didn't want to, like, rebuild Witsend or something. but That's fair. But no, I especially as an adult, I think it's a standout episode. Yes, as a kid, it feels like this was plucked from... Focus on the family's more adult radio plays. Yeah. So, all right. Muckraker Lucy Cunningham Schultz decides to write an investigative journalism article about the shampoo from the Calvin Bloom Company and gets in over her head. So who do we blame in this episode?
2: I know. I don't... I don't love this episode necessarily because it's i also remember listening to this episode and being like a little confused like what is like who yeah who's the point because i mean let me say this it very much paints like the company in a very bright light where i'm like like i I hate to say don't you think this was around the era of like the mcdonald's coffee incident let me look probably this
3: episode came out in
2: 1991. 1991. The McDonald's coffee lawsuit was, oh no, 1994. So I don't know. But it, it feels weird, right? Because it feels like that's kind of, um, you know, what it was going for. Because it happened in 1912. Uh, uh, not 1912. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. She was born, it happened in 1992. So it's before that, but I mean, maybe because it feels a little almost pro business, like, oh, you shouldn't write like bad things about businesses, but it's supposed to be like, right. It's a little bit of also supposed to be a professional responsibility.
3: Right. And here's the problem. It sounds like the company did what the government wanted them to do in the world of the episode. And, you know, just some bottles didn't get pulled off the shelves, which happens. I, I agree. I'm not trying to be pro business here. I'm just saying the way the episode presents it is. You know, even if it was, like, the company cheaped out and didn't pull the bottles that had already been shipped or something.
2: I wish it had been something. I guess they were like, well, Lucy wouldn't write something about another person. But I feel like it would have been better had it been about, like, an actual, like, figure rather than a company.
3: Yes, I I totally agree.
2: Especially because I really don't think, in all honesty, unless Calvin Bloom is, like, some small little maker in the area do i really think that lucy's article would get any traction
3: that's a great question
2: i mean i think they said something like oh it's like generated like buzz but i don't really think like like i don't know like especially in that day and age like a a school newspaper
3: Right, okay, so that is the one thing. they don't. Lucy does not ruin the company, but they say their reputation is damaged because of the Odyssey Owl. Maybe this was based on some true story, but maybe that's the sequel episode we need going off the Club episode for this month. Let's bring the Calvin Bloom company back and see how they're doing.
2: Well, right, it's like, if this is like some big national company, if it's like a local company, I get it. I think that could affect their business. Yes. But if it's some national company, I mean, it's weird. And that's like, it's such a weird thing because you're like, but like, why suddenly the company is just like, oh, we did what we were asked to and she was a disgruntled employee. Like, why suddenly do we then say, brush your hands and are like, well, I guess that woman has to be wrong. Right. Like, that's what I mean. It's like weird because it's like, well, we are taking this company just at it's 100% word and maybe there is like documentation they provide, but it's just weird. It's a weird way to do this. It's also weird that like, it's weird that they focus more about that rather than it's being like Lucy here, like do something like a practical thing. Like Lucy, here's like what you need to do. You need to like check like these sources, right?
3: Because they they make it very clear. Hey, this woman's a little crazy. Who inter- who Lucy interviews because as I recall earlier in the episode, Connie mentioned she had the same problem, but just chooses to kind of move on with her life. Yeah. So, now, and because here's my other thing, and I hate to point this out, right, someone should have, like, stopped Lucy, uh, and you know who that person should have been? The teacher in charge of the school paper! Right, this isn't the
2: episode where it was, like, some, the skeezy newspaper, was it? No, it was not.
1: Yeah, No. Always... no
3: so, right, so here's my thing, even if they had a, had a quick scene with the teacher running the school newspaper saying she had the same issue with the hair product, you could at least be like, okay, so that's why she printed it. It does feel a little irresponsible, for us, especially because in later episodes we hear about how much integrity the Odyssey Owl has <laughs> for her yeah. to print this. I agree. So, like, on one hand, yes, Lucy should have, like, been a little more careful. It does also kind of feel like Lucy is in middle school. There needed There's an adult in the way for a reason.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's not... It's not awful or anything, but it is just like, okay.
3: I I mean, I like parts of the episode. It feels less skeezy than the environmental episode where the big businessman comes out and gives the lesson of the episode.
2: I agree. It's just, like, funny to me. Because
3: it is just, like, they're like,
2: well, we did... Like, it's like, oh, as of a company, couldn't lie about that.
3: Right. And, look, I... Maybe now the episode would have a little more nuance, but I think in the 90s they didn't want Christian kids suddenly becoming anti-establishment. It's
2: true. I mean, we remember that whole lawn mowing episode where yes. <laughs> they had to, like, change
3: the wording because pe- some adults were like, are you supporting communism? Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next up, someone to watch over me. A-, a man by the name of Grimm is following Jimmy Barkley everywhere he goes. Nagel tries to help him out, but when Jimmy discovers that he's not in the imagination station, he learns his future lies in the hands of God.
2: I mean, always, like, a big episode. I feel, okay, here's the thing. Big, memorable episode. Yes. I would say. It always is interesting when you're like, oh, we get an episode where they ba- they did the exact same plot and they animated.
3: Yes, I was about to say. They basically re because apparently this was the most popular episode of the year it came out which look I get it especially because it doesn't require a lot of context it's a very easy episode to show to your friends
2: yeah it's pretty good honestly like i think it, i think it does-
4: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Does God's protection well? It does address, like, death. And, you know, at the end, I think it's a fun, it's interesting, right? Because they don't really explain exactly what was happening until the end. Right. And
3: it's a little high concept, but I like that they go for it
2: yeah it's it's a very it's like i feel like what you're seeing at this point you know we're saying like this was weird how they did it but they're taking a lot of big swings yes. and i'll give them credit like i think the oh we're gonna do this one about like writing like inaccurate articles it's like well that's like a big swing like the train rides like a big swing um, right.
3: but you know i do think they landed quite well here Oh yeah, I was actually half expecting this to be like a reference to a story someone told on the on Dobson's radio show. Yeah. But no, I I honestly think it's a really solid episode. Uh my only my one little thing is the episode ends with Jimmy and Wit in the hospital, not Jimmy and Jimmy's parents. Isn't it something I thought they probably went out to get food. I'm just saying.
2: I thought they go out and like talk to them. I think I thought it was that um, George Barkley is in it and he's like, Oh, I'll go get Donna. And oh, Mary. that might be- but then it does wrap up with wit. I think.
3: Yeah, I think so. Which is a little weird. I don't disagree, but no listening to this again. I, I only heard this a few times as a kid. It's a really standout episode, partially because it moves so quickly.
2: Yeah, it's a real fast pace. A lot happens, and it all is pretty good.
3: Right, because I feel like there's an era of Odyssey where this might be a really drawn-out two-parter.
2: Yeah, and where, like, the middle reveal is that, like, I'm in the hospital. Dun, 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 dun
3: Exactly. Then it's, like, Jimmy racing to get back to his corporal form or something. Yeah. So, but no, I definitely agree. So... No, I think it's a good episode. I'm surprised I haven't tried to do it again because, again, apparently it's so popular. But now we've got all the Legacy episodes on the app, which, you know, I didn't mention this last week on the Roundup. But I think the rise of Legacy episodes might have to do with now you can stream everything. Well, so I, I,
2: I think I mentioned that briefly. I think that's a huge thing.
3: Right, where, you know, now it's not. oh, we don't need to remake someone to watch over me. We can do a sequel episode to it because we can just tell them go watch the original
2: yeah and you see that with the comics right like the comics are just like watch this episode and you can do that because that episode is you don't have to wait for it to come on the radio or run to the store exactly buy it. it's in this app that you're reading this thing in or it's on this app you're listening to this episode on
3: yeah now maybe that is a good sequel episode to do jimmy comes back hits his head at wit's end and he and Nagel team up for another adventure wow <laughs> oh no not again well,
2: I, I feel like that would undermine
3: this episode. That's probably true. All right. The second coming. After reading a book, Melanie Jacobs believes she knows the exact date of Christ's return.
2: I mean, okay, another big swing, but I get it. Because stuff like this, I think, was more publicized. Yes. In the 90s, like, in the 80s. I mean, I people have been trying to guess for, like really long time but i do think there was like a lot of notable cases
3: right i feel like the last time anyone real like the mass really thought it was going to happen was in 2012. yeah well and there was 2000 and yeah right so i would say this actually going back and listening to this episode for the first time in a while there's a lot of good stuff in it i think a lot of you know like wit talks about you know, then I I was a little always a little nervous about the second coming, but then I thought about what that actually meant being nervous about and that that kind of thing. Yeah, I do understand Robin being a little freaked out at how enthusiastic Melanie is because look, when you're a teenager, it's a little odd that your younger sister is camping out in the backyard waiting for Jesus.
2: I mean, I think it's funny they they do take the very funny premise at the beginning where they're like running around because <laughs> of the posters.
3: Yes. No, that's good.
2: Like, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. that Which is a funny premise where they're like, this is just so ridiculous. But I, I right, the wit thing, it's like, right? It's like, it's like the second coming is not a bad thing. Right. But it's also like, you can't guess it.
3: Right. And it, look, warning the following moment of this podcast is going to get the tiniest bit blue um no no i'm just saying to if you go to christian tiktok there is a disturbing amount of people who make jokes about what if jesus comes back before i get married and that kind of thing that's like i um really yeah okay what it's a real thing
2: well that's kind of like what do they think so because they want to get married or do you think they're they're upset or like i think they i think it's they they want to get
3: married and I don't know. It feels like the whole... So here's the problem. A lot of them are comedy channels, but then they also post serious stuff. So it's always like, I broke up with a boy because he didn't worship the right way. And it's like, is that a joke? Is it not a joke? I don't know. Because if that's the reason you broke up with a boy, you might need to look at your uh, priorities. And I know we just lost a lot of listeners by me saying that. But also, I grew up Presbyterian, so we don't raise our hands during worship. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We also have a funeral dirge of the Lord's Prayer, but that's just our church. Um
2: Our church has it too.
3: Oh, right, I forgot about that. And you go to Tim Keller's church. I don't go to Tim Keller's church. I'm I'm we're 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 looking at churches. Okay. Don't go to Tim Keller's church looking for John, although he will sign autographs. I won't sign an autograph. He will, especially if you bring him a Sheba. Okay. I feel like I'd be confused. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably true. Anyway... Oh, go ahead. No, keep going. Anyway, back to the point of the episode. I think especially for kids, this is a really good episode about the second coming, because I'm just going to say it. I think sometimes when you talk about the second coming and heaven and the end of the world to kids, let's say, under the age of 10, it's very easy to make it sound kind of scary. Yeah. Now... We also had a uh, Bible study teacher at my old church for the elementary school kids who was a little intense about that sort of thing. Yeah. So you know exactly what I'm talking about, don't you? A little bit, yeah. So so maybe that's part of it. Like, I never had, like, horrifying memories, but it was always like, oh, that's a little – that was a bit of a shaking Bible study and probably not in the way it should have been. But…
2: Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah it's, sometimes you need a shaking Bible study, but… I mean, here's the thing. I think it's interesting to have an episode about this in a children's show. But it's probably, like, right children hear about this.
3: Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, it's the end of the world. Right. And I think I do think, one, it helps open the door to conversation. So... Because in- I, I do feel like
2: Odyssey used to do more current event episodes. But I yes. feel like the the atmosphere is so different now both religiously and politically that they just won't do that anymore. I do they're the- not going to do an episode addressing some of these issues that probably because people in focus on the family themselves are divided about some of it. Oh yeah. You know, like where the, uh, and so they're probably like, well, we can't do that. Cause that is going to upset people. I mean, I'm sure there were some odyssey listeners who were upset by this But I feel like, right, it's a little, like, upset about, like, oh, you're saying, like, the second coming people are wrong. Or, like, you're saying this or that. You're saying this positivity stuff is wrong. Right. But it's...
3: Exactly. Okay. No, there's definitely a lot to be said about that episode. Again, I think it's a really good... If someone were to ask me, what are 10 Odyssey episodes to talk about difficult subjects, I'd probably put this one in there, because I know for a lot of people, the second coming probably isn't a difficult subject. But I feel like if you're under the age of 12, it is... Yeah. So. But anyway, last episode, emotional baggage. Connie is upset her aunt is coming, the aunt who introduced her father to the woman he later married. Which helps Connie realize that she should hand all of her problems over to God. Okay, first thing. I like the message of this episode. Connie has a legitimate reason to be upset here.
2: Yeah, honestly. like, Like, right. It's like, and she's in high school. Yes. High school and legitimate reason. Absolutely fine. Um... Even not in high school, there is a legitimate reason for this.
3: Yeah, so so here's the thing: we do learn in later episodes. Eugene's dad, Eugene, Connie's dad, is a little bit of a player. Yeah. So the implication we could do. totally be this would have happened eventually, but
2: I feel like it's weird. Um, in my in my head. I had no like. Okay, when I when I was re-listening, I was like, "Wait, what episode is this?" When I was like, and like, even when I was reading the description, it's like, "Okay, like this one." And I'm like, "I, I have so I remember this episode if someone told me this episode existed." Right. But it's like it's not a bad episode, but it, it's just especially because you're having like an outside character, right?
3: It's yeah. just, it's a little forgettable. I mean, it has the bricks and feathers game. That's true. Which is kind of the moment, okay, which we'll get back to that in a second. So, well, really, that's the whole highlight of the episode. But yeah, so, <laughs> I was sitting here the whole thing thinking, right, you need to learn to forgive. However, you know, I, if I were wit, the moment Connie tells me that part of the story, it is kind of, well, I get it. My question is, and I guess here's where I'm struggling, why doesn't Connie just tell her mom that? Like, I understand they wouldn't gain anything from that and for all I, for. For all we know, in the real-world context of what happened, Heather introduced Eugene, Eugene Connie's dad, to the woman he left her mother for for another reason, nothing romantic. Yeah. But. Well, okay, here's the thing. I do remember the Bricks and feathers well, and that actually is a very
2: good, memorable part. But I think if you had asked me, John, like, before I had re-listened, like, John, what... What... What was the Bricks and Feather... What, like, spurred the Bricks and Feather situation? I probably would have been, like, yeah. I don't know if I could have pulled that. Because <laughs> it is, like, a first half of the episode thing, almost. Because the ending is, like, wit being, like, you've been holding onto these bricks, and then, like, there's not, like, a resolution where she actually goes there and talks to her, is there?
3: No. And I think that is the one thing. If this episode had been written today, they probably would have either had that reconciling scene, or at least made it clearer that... Connie, or, like, made some point that, oh, Connie thought this, they were introduced in a romantic way, but it just turned out they were at the same dinner party, and Heather got caught in the crossfire.
2: Right, but, I mean, I I like that they don't do that, but it just makes me, like, because it's really, like, that's just, like, they wanted to give Connie a real good legitimate reason for holding on to this grudge. Right, Yeah. And it is, but it's not, like, almost, it's not the focus as much. Oh yeah, like the grudge could have been anything because they don't really resolve or like ever bring up this character again.
3: Exactly. Again, another sequel episode idea.
2: Tracy Needlemyer's back in town. Well, no, Tracy's the kid. Oh, sorry. Helen is the kid. I'm sorry, everyone. Oh, do they not even have Helen in the episode? Oh yeah, no, they don't.
3: She has okay. no dialogue. She's just kind of that's a why. Present.
2: That's why I don't remember.
3: Yeah, okay, so I did want to point out one thing about the Bricks and Feathers game, and thankfully the wiki points out, and I noticed this when I was a kid, so Connie has a hard time carrying all these bricks, Tracy seems to do it with no problem.
2: Well, isn't it that they bring, like, the one brick or something?
3: Right, but then the next time, Tracy puts two bricks in, and then so and So then the episode ends where, implying everyone's gone home hours ago, and Connie is still lugging these bricks. Well, because I think Connie had to bring them all
2: at once.
3: Well, right, but...
2: Still I get I get what you mean. Now let me say this. I just noticed this and I don't think it's bad. It is interesting that it's Bill Kendall. And you, you know, it makes sense that Connie has the last name Kendall. Right. It it does interest me that June has decided to continue keeping the name Kendall despite presumably divorcing <laughs> Bill <laughs> and Bill
3: cheating on her. Yeah, so I've wondered about this.
2: Uh, no, it I, is hard to change your name. That right. after I got married, my wife found out
3: it is brutally difficult <laughs> to change your name with the government. Yeah, so that's very possible. Uh, I do wonder. And look, I'm taking <coughs> I'm taking a writing class this quarter and uh, in school, and I have learned they do write very in depth character sheets. So all these jokes I made about the wit document may have been in vain. But it would not surprise me at all if they had not really thought through all of that when they introduced Connie in basically the fifth episode. Yeah. And, like, you know, maybe there's a reality where they realize, oh, we need to figure out what to do about the last name thing. (laughs) So. Yeah. Sorry, everyone, I'm yawning. But, no, I agree. This is a fine episode. I think Helen not being in it causes a problem.
2: I think it just makes it less memorable, except for the end. Because I think it's such a memorable, like, final, like, message. And how, like, Wake gets very more serious than he sometimes does. I I totally agree. Like, you have been holding on to these bricks for so long.
3: Right. And so, I think it's fine. I just feel like Modern Odyssey has tackled episodes like this so much better. I agree. So, anyway... I think that wraps it up. Uh, join us again next time for more album episodes, hopefully, or it will be our November roundup. We're not really sure yet. And get ready in November. John and I are like 95% sure we're going to go visit the Focus on the Family Visitor Center. We'll see. While Elizabeth goes to visit her friend and we just mess around at wit's end. We'll see. What are you? We'll talk about this off Mike. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time.